Welcome to the PK Soap Show. Welcome to the PK Soap Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. I know you missed us. Yeah, we've been gone for a while, but now we're back with you. We're here. We're here, and we're ready to dig into... Greenleaf. This is PK Social. I am Tammy. And I am Amber. Two of the PKs of five PKs. So, Greenleaf has been interesting. We're going to go, today's going to be a special episode where we kind of just recap some of our thoughts from the previous episodes during this season. So, Amber's going to dig right in. Okay, so basically what we have gathered... Hopefully, if you're listening to this, you have already watched the finale. So, what we can gather from this is, at this point, the green leaves are taking a major L. So, Judy... L means what? Google it. Those, for those who may not know, L is lost. A loss. They took a loss. Because they were winning. Now they're losing. Actually, I mean, they weren't really winning, but they hadn't completely lost yet. Well, I guess so. So, anyway. Judy comes to town. Judy is Bob Whitmore's daughter, who I guess he's kind of put in charge. Like, basically go to Calvary, check on Calvary, see what's going on at Calvary. Even though Phil is there, who's supposed to be his right-hand man, clearly Phil is someone he feels needs to be watched. Which means you don't really fool with Phil. Like, you won't feel to think you fool with him. I also kind of feel like Charity may have egged on some of the situations for Judy to come. Isn't Judy the musician, the praise worship, praise and worship director? Bob Whitmore's daughter. But Charity tried to change their sound. Yeah. So I feel like they gave her reason to come. They gave her an excuse. Yes. So anyway, yeah, we're referring to when they wanted to play this song at the church that we talked about in another episode that was really horrible. And yeah, so Judy is coming to lay the law down. So anyway, Judy shows up. She um, has a conversation with Grace and basically basically lets Grace know, I know you met with Fernando. Fernando is this guy that has been trying to buy land from Carissa and Jacob. And um, Fernando is also Carissa's lover. Well, he hadn't become her lover at this point. Well, if you've seen the rest of the season, you know. Right. So, Fernando is that guy. And he has been, you know, trying to buy this land or whatever. And Carissa has been all excited and stupid. Like, oh, I don't know who this person is, but they want to give us more money than what our land is worth. So, that should have been your first red flag. Mm-hmm. True. So, anyway, come to find out, she she finds out that he actually works for Harmony and Hope. And instead of her telling her husband... And getting rid of this plan to sell the land, she goes along with it and doesn't tell Jacob. It's really cool how she found out about oh, yeah, uh, Fernando and realizing who he was and his connection to H&H through the cufflinks. Oh, Phil has yeah, a custom yeah. cufflink that she noticed on... Uh, Phil. No, Bob was, I'm has sorry. a custom. Yeah, Bob has one that Carissa noticed on Phil. Then she noticed it on Fernando. And when she found out, that's when it became scandalous. Mm-hmm. She she realized before she even signed the papers for she and Jacob to um, sell their land. She knew it at that point that Fernando or what, what they were doing. She knew the sale would go to H&H. And she still didn't reveal the information to her mm-hmm. husband or their family. 
She's a pretty scandalous. She chick. is. Oh my goodness. But anyway, yes. Yeah, so at this point, Judy lets Grace know that I know you met with Fernando. So basically, at this point, we're learning that everyone else is learning who Fernando is, who he works for, and why it's a big deal that they found out about H and H buying land. So anyway, um, before Judy's meeting is over. Grace asked her, like, why is it so important that I met with him? Like, basically, yes, I do know who he is. Why are y'all buying up all this land? Because Grace had also met with a black guy who she found out had sold his land to a company that she didn't know who the company was. But when she did her research, she realized... What was the purpose of her meeting with that man? I do remember that. Because he had sold his land, too, and his land was right beside the church. So she was just questioning. Oh. Like, she was already kind of iffy, like, who, why? Who's after this land that's so close to us? Mm-hmm. So once you put two and two together, they bought his. Okay, they slick bought Carissa's and Jacob's. Now, what are y'all doing? Right. And that's when Judy finally breaks the news to her. Like, okay, yes, you're right. We have been purposely buying this land under miscellaneous. I mean, under, <laughs> what word am I looking for? Under pseudo names. Mm-hmm. You haven't been calling yourself Harmony Hope. And so I she, thought they just kind of considered themselves like private investors or something. Because where did Fernando a, come from? He works for a company that has a different name. But come to find out, that company was a subsidiary of, of H&H. Harmony Hope. Mm-hmm. So, Judy basically tells her, yes, we've been buying the land because we have intentions on expanding Calvary, which is now Harmony and Hope, into something bigger. And she uses an example of Potter's House. So, we all know Potter's House is huge. Mm-hmm. So, now your plan is to like really make Calvary... It's already technically And considered. I think it, it won't even be Calvary anymore. I think it'll definitely... It will not. And that's what Lady May knows. Yeah. That's what Lady May knows. So when Grace finds out this information, she takes it to the bishop and Lady May and Jacob. And they're, you know, um, they're having an impromptu meeting. I guess they're at the house. And she's basically telling them, y'all, I found out that they've been buying up all this land. And, of course, they kind of look at Jacob like, how could you sell your land to them? And he's basically admits at that, he basically admits at that point, Carissa wanted to buy this land. She's the one who's been more hands-on with the purchase. And With the sale. I'm sorry, with the sale. She's the one who's been more hands-on with the sale. And at that point, he kind of realizes, too, especially after Lady May tells him, you're stupid and you're always blinded by <laughs> women. That there's probably no way Caressa did not know that she was selling his land to Harmony. I hope, yeah. but she did it anyway because she just had to be out of Lady May and Bishop's house. She wants out. So anyway, during this same meeting, Phil comes up. That is when Jacob decides it's time for him to tell the family what he knows about Phil and his dating life. Because at this point, you know, if you've been watching the season. Charity has been dating Phil or letting Phil think they're dating, and Jacob saw them kissing. So now he pretty much knows. He was the first one to find out this big secret that Charity has that she's sleeping with. Well, I'm not saying sleeping with the enemy. They aren't sleeping together, but fraternizing. Fraternizing with mm-hmm. the enemy. So at that point, Lady May. Let's just hold on for a second. Charity. I can't. Uh, this charity. Charity is a whole Charity's basket an idiot. case. Like I just don't understand. She has convinced herself that this man loves her. She really thinks that, and 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 it's it gets worse. Like her, 
her, her, she's drawn to him even more just because she knows it's not approved of. Like, she knows her family will not approve of them dating. Mm-hmm. But it's like she wants to. She needs some she attention. Just, I don't know she definitely you. needs attention. And she has to. She feels this need to just really find her place. And she thinks being with him is a part of finding her place. I just. Because he fed her the dream. Like, I'm going to take over. You're going to be my first lady. Like, She's I mean, and if she wasn't just as low as she could be, she didn't even want to be first lady. She, she wanted to be a pastor. She wanted to be a minister. So true. now you just want anything. Now you're just settling for something that you didn't want. Right. You did not want to be first lady at all. But, cherry case, I mean, what else do we have? So at that point, Lady May kind of blames herself because Charity isn't around during this meeting. And she's like, I don't know where I went. She's telling Grace, I don't know where I went wrong with her. You know. <laughs> I just, I, I didn't do my part with making sure that Charity was okay because clearly something is off with this girl if she's buying his lies. So at this point, after Grace has laid everything heavy on them, like, y'all, what are we going to do? H&H find about his land. They got a secret plan. Lady May decides she needs to get to the Deacons before H&H gets to the Deacons and let them know, look, they're basically trying to take our church. So she comes up with the plan. Well... You know, me and your dad are going to get remarried. Why don't I have an engagement party and invite the deacons? And and (laughs) it was really funny because in this part, they kind of discussed, what are we going to do about Connie? Are we going to invite her? Are we not going to invite her? You know, Connie. Oh, yeah. And Lady May, who is so smart, says, you know what? We're not going to invite her because that's going to make her want to (laughs) come if she's not invited. And sure enough, it works. She hears about the party and tells Corinne to add her to the guest list, even though she technically wasn't invited. So, um, basically, the bishop and Lady May have this party. Judy finds out about the party. Again, Judy is Bob Whitmore's daughter. So, she she questions Grace, like, about the timing. It's mighty funny. All of a sudden, your mom wants to have an engagement party with her M.O. Grace plays it off. I don't know. She just wants us to celebrate with her. Judy says, okay, well, if she doesn't have a secret motive, I'm coming. Basically invites herself. So this one, I'm kind of like, ooh, how they going to do this? Because we know. Grace really could have played it off a little better. I think she just. I don't know. She didn't think too quick on her feet. I don't know how she could have played it off. Because Judy was basically looking at her like, if you tell me I can't come, I'm going to know what y'all are doing at this party. Okay. She can let her think what she wants to think. But I guess she just. Wants to be diplomatic and anyway, be careful. so she lets the girl invite herself to the party. So, of course, Lady May, who... She needs an Oscar because she's a great <laughs> actress. At this party, she decides during her speech, she's going to use this at her, as her chance to sway the deacons who did show up, including Connie, to, to sway the deacons into realizing if we give this church... because. At this point, it's pretty much known. Harmony and Hope is going to want 50% of the vote, which means they need half of their members on. They need half of their members on the deacon board. Yep, that's correct. So anyway, um, she tells the congregation, or I'm sorry, not the congregation, but she's acting like she's at church giving a sermon, and she tells them, we can never settle for 50-50. We settle for 50-50. Where do we leave room for the Lord? It's so funny how she tries to tie she God into her to, little... Into all of her schemes. Into her agenda. It is so yeah. hilarious. That, that, that's one of her flaws. I will I will say that. I love Lady May. She's hilarious. She's strategic. 
strategic, but she's flawed because stop trying to force your agenda in the disguise of a sermon. Like you mm-hmm. got your own agenda here. So anyway, it worked. And yeah, I will say it worked because at the party they were clapping for her after the speech, and basically Judy is very upset because she realizes what Lady May just did and crap you know now we didn't get our chance to talk to the deacons before her so Judy is mad she leaves but before she leaves we do learn that her and Phil had a history they used to date or I think they were married they weren't married I think they were almost engaged though but they didn't know they They weren't they weren't married no so anyway we learn about that um of course Charity is on cloud nine because Phil actually came to the party after her father basically said, well, look, whatever you're doing, we need to meet them. You know, tell them to come to the engagement party. And you know what's interesting? It seems like they would have tried to make him an ally instead of they alienating would. Lady May definitely would have used that to her advantage. Had she realized where things would head, Right. it seems like she would have tried her best to make him an ally. But I also feel like Lady May knew there's no point in trying to make him an ally because we know his true intention for dating Charity. We know it's not about charity. Yeah, that's true. But I, it's Lady May. It's not like she cares if it's for charity or not. Seems like she yeah, would have done whatever it takes to protect that's the ministry true. in her eyes. That's true. Interesting point. So, yeah, I guess she didn't think that through. Because they definitely could have used feel to their right, advantage. Right, on their advantage. Yeah, on their um, team. So, basically, um, let's see. After the party... I think this is also the episode where we learned that, um, you know, Carissa in the house. We learn, we learned that Judy is in town for whatever reason. Connie, of course, leaves the party very upset because she realizes Lady May had an agenda. <laughs> um, this is what the whole point interesting of this whole party was for. Interesting is always one person. I feel like Lady May, even though we know Lady May can have her ways and how she operates, Mm -hmm. she still has the interest of what they initially wanted to do with the ministry. The reason why they started the ministry, she still has that in mind. She She doesn't want to lose the ministry. And the deacons don't want to lose it either. So I think they realize it's easier to align with each other to help save the ministry. Mm -hmm. But Connie is too... First off, Connie got bought. Connie got bought. She was bought to help them get it. And she has to stay with them no matter what. Also, after the party, like basically the end of the episode, I guess Judy has realized my plan doesn't work. So she decides to tell Grace, basically, if you do what you need to do to get us these 12 seats on the deacon board, we're going to make you head pastor of this new expanded church. And I feel like Grace for a minute kind of considered it because... Grace definitely considered because she talked them into voting. Like... But she ends up talking them into voting because Lady May told her to. Because right after they talked Clara into voting yes, she called Lady May. Lady May said, did she vote yes? Charity said... she. I mean, Grace said she did. And Lady May said, good. I'm sending the bishop over to Connie now. Because I was confused, mm-hmm. too. I was thinking, oh, so Grace didn't flip the script. But that was a part of some plan that they had. But the bishop ended up messing it up because he told her about the blackmail when he wasn't supposed to bring up the blackmail. Okay, so, okay, Hope, Hope, Harmony and Hope wanted 12 additional seats. 
Yes. They want actually. 12 new deacons. They're already 12 deacons. So, so they want 12 additional they want deacons. 12 of their people. So they can have 50-50. Everything won't be 50-50. So it's going to be and either them. Lady May keeps saying, like, yeah. no, this is not going to end well for us. Right. Even if we do say it's 12-12, it's not 12-12. They're going to use it. They'll always have Connie. So they'll always have 13. And I think Lady May realized, like, technically y'all have 13 because Connie is not for us. Right. So, yes. Lady May knew all along. Also, Lady May. um, (laughs) So, you know, Grace is now faced with this new proposal, even though we realized the very next episode, okay, she didn't take the bait. Um, Charity goes and tells Phil. You, when he at first she gave Phil the recording and was all on the fence. I don't know if I want you to use it yet. Okay, first of all, you knew you wanted him to use it, or you would have never given it to him. Right. You were still trying to make yourself feel better, appease your conscience because you knew that was wrong. So you gave it to him and told him, no, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. But basically, you gave it to him to hold because you knew somebody was going to piss you off enough to where you would go and tell him to use it, which you did. And it's very episode once. You know, she realized, oh, after the party, Bishop basically told her, stop dating this man until we get the church back. That ticked her off even more. So that's when she decided, I'm going to tell Phil to use this recording against Gigi. I just don't understand why she's so against Grace. Like, it's your fault that your life is ridiculous. It's your fault that you married a man that was gay. It's your fault. But she's jealous of Grace. And Grace, I her thing is now that we know Grace has this skeleton, which is you know, she was supposed to be the perfect one. She was the one coming, and it's like, okay, she's not even perfect. Y'all know she isn't perfect, and she's still the favorite. Gra- Charity is jealous. Um, to me, that's what it seems like. You're just jealous that you thought this one thing that your parents would probably say, okay, maybe Grace isn't the one we need to make our pick. And they still are. In fact, they're telling you, don't date your boyfriend because we still need Grace to <laughs> do whatever it is she's going to do. So, I mean, yeah, she has no right to be jealous of Grace, I don't think. But she is, and it, it's driving her crazy. It's forcing her or it's egging her on into thinking, I'm going to be with this man. And we're going to use this against her, blah, blah, blah. We're going to break it down. So, that is basically how that episode ends. Um, in the next episode... We see that, you know, as I mentioned before, Grace, Connie, and Clara are meeting in Grace's office. And they're bas- Miss Clara is the older lady in the church. And she basically is like, no, Lady May said we shouldn't go for 50-50. Um, where's the room for the Lord? And Grace convinces her to go on and vote. And she says she will. Um, she'll go ahead and vote to make it 12 and 12. But... And I'm still confused on that because my whole thing is, why did they want Clara to vote yes if they knew they was going to send the bishop to Connie to make her vote no? So what was the point in making I feel like he messed up. Connie decided no when they got into it. He was supposed to He was always her. supposed to convince her to say no. But Lady May told him to try to figure out a way to convince her without telling her that they had blackmail on her. He was supposed to appeal to her conscience or something, Lady May said, but it wasn't working. So finally, he pretty much told her, you had a check go in your account in mm-hmm. April, whatever, whatever. And we know that your daughter is holding it for you. So basically, yes, he did end up blackmailing her. And maybe that was their plan because she went back to Phil. 
after Connie got blackmailed by the bishop, she went to Phil and Judy and told them, basically, these people know that y'all paid me off and we're going to have to adjust the agreement. Instead of 50-50, we're going to make it, they get 60, y'all get 40. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, maybe their plan was to still give them... I don't know if that was their plan to make her say 60-40 or if they thought she would say, I'm not going to vote, period. But whatever it was, it convinced her to not give them 50-50. So, now that Phil has been given the green light to basically use this ammo against Grace, he goes straight to Grace's office and he tells her, step down. Of course, she's looking at him like, what? What are you talking about? Why would I do that? And he lets her know, I know you lied for your son to keep him out of jail. And if you don't step down, the police will find out. So, of course, she's real confused on what she should do. She goes to Lady May and the bishop and tells them what Phil did. And, of course, Lady May and the bishop instantly realize this must be Charity's doing because why else would, how else would how he would have he gotten? Know, right. So, they decide, um, well, actually, they don't decide. The bishop thinks... Grace should only do what she thinks is best for her son. Lady May thinks your son did it. He's guilty. He needs to face his consequences. You need to go on and tell the church you're not stepping down. You're going to tell the church yourself what you have done. And then she basically tells her every woman in that audience is going to side with you because they would have done the same thing for their son. So basically, on up to it. If he goes to jail, it's time for him to face his consequences. Anyway, basically, Lady May feels like she should completely throw AJ under the bus in the name of the church. So, the bishop, you know, the last thing he tells her is, do what you feel you need to do. So, when we see Grace preaching that Sunday, she's about to go with Lady May's plan. And we can tell because she opens her Bible, she, you know, sets it up real nice, except... AJ walks in in the middle of her sermon and she's completely thrown off. She looks like she just saw a tear in headlights. Like, it's just, it's bad. So, at that point, you know, the camera pans to Lady May in the audience and she's just kind of mumbling under her breath, like, don't you do it, don't you do it. And sure enough, Grace closes her Bible. She says, I'm sorry. And then she tells the whole church, this is my last Sunday as your pastor. So, basically, you know, I guess I'm thinking once she saw him, she just couldn't go along with the plan. Once she saw his face, it tugged on her heart and she decided, I'm going to have to choose my son. So after all of this, after all this foolishness they have gone through, Grace steps down anyway. So, um. It's real damper on the party. Yeah, it kind of just. No one knows what to do since they all have decided how they would how their plan would play out, especially with the deacons. And Grace just throws everything off. Grace, But I don't know if I disagree with Grace. I mean, of course, any woman is going to do what she needs to do for her child. She's not going to let her child ride in jail. And especially since she's just now developing a relationship with him, she probably feels it's best to try to protect their relationship. So that means protecting him. Mm-hmm. So... It was an interesting episode. Oh, yeah. And I almost forgot our good old charity case. They didn't let this episode go by without tying up those loose ends. She's, you know, all on cloud nine. She thinks, okay, Grace has stepped down. 
Phil is about to take over. You know, I got my man. We finna be, you know, basically we're gonna be in the limelight. He's gonna be the pastor, I'm gonna be the first lady. She thinks their plan has worked out completely, except he comes over to the house, to their home, and goes upstairs, says he needs to talk to Charity, and politely breaks down the fact that he's gonna marry Judy. So now she's kind of looking like, um, you know, really lost, really hurt because because this man that she thought loved her has basically chosen. Well, there there's some things that transpired before that. So we're going to come back and we're going to discuss everything on the next episode. Okie doke. So thanks for tuning in. This is Tammy and Amber. With this week's wrap up of Green Leaf on PK Social, remember to follow us on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter at the PK Social. You can also email us at, at well, email the PK Social at gmail.com. Right. All right. See you next time. That wraps up. All righty. Have a good one.